0: Joining us on the Screen Times-Tribune, our good friend Donnie Collins. Donnie, great to have you back.
1: Great to be here, Steve.
0: All right. So uh, let's start with the Texas A&M situation. You knew it was a possibility, but they have now, uh, because of COVID, opted out of the Gator Bowl, and the Gator Bowl is desperately trying to find somebody to replace them. It's not as easy as people think because people haven't been practicing, uh, and they're all scattered all over the country. Uh, what was your thought when you heard about this?
1: It, it's going to be—I I, don't—I don't know. It, it, there's so many different things that that are possible these days. With it, it's a, so, it, it's hard to say. Oh, that's that's a surprising situation because it, it could happen. But but it's, it's just yeah, I, I don't know how they go forward here. I, I, it's going to be interesting to see how they make it happen. I I, I think they will, but but I, I just I just don't know. You know, where, where do you go? It it it's, it, it makes it it, it doesn't make. It, it, there's almost everything's off the table now, and everything doesn't. Nothing seems to make any sense in the world anymore. And you know, then, then you know. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, nobody. <laughs> I, 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 nobody knows. Yeah. Nobody knows because I mean, like we're now crossing bridges that weren't built. Uh, so we don't. You don't. Know, no
1: playbook for any of this. No. And, 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 and you know you, you're playing with one. So you take from one, you to give to another. That, that, that doesn't make. You know, it, it's just it's just a brutal situation for everybody.
0: All right, so now let's flip this over to Penn State because right now at Penn State. Uh, Uh, For Penn State right now, this is the off time. They practice Sunday morning, and they don't uh, practice again until Sunday night. Uh, But uh, let's get to uh, Sean Clifford. He is going to have his offensive coordinator for a second consecutive year. Can you put a price on that?
1: I I don't know. I I, I would think you can't because on the surface, the the kids had – how many different offensive coordinators now and you know this will be it, it, it's been it's been tough for him now you know for the, for the first time really since he's been a player and in and, and and at the helm of the penn state offense he's going to have the same offense that's got to be a major boost and and and, and I, w- I would think that that's that's invaluable to penn state and i know for you know you're, you're just looking over the possibilities at the end of the year I, you know you know everyone was asking the question do you, do you think Clifford should come back do you, if you're Penn State do you want him back and, and I just I thought that was a weird question because obviously you want your quarterback back especially off a good season and I think he had a good season and I think he learned a lot under your and and, and, and there was some development there, and I, I think there'll be a lot of development next year with him. So I, I think that's a that's a win win for Penn State, especially it, 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 assuming you get that combination back. I mean, I, I think everybody assumes they will, but but you know it, it's you know, you know if I, I would think you would get a better Clifford, you get a better Penn State offense overall anyway because not now that's your that's your offense, but but I, I would think that you know if, if Clifford is the guy coming back for his second year, this, this would be the, the year you would see the most improvement from Sean.
0: Jair Brown announced yesterday officially that he is going to come back for the 2022 season. What kind of impact can he have?
1: <laughs> That's the worst-kept secret in, see, in I know, college. I, I think he admitted 10 times during the year he was coming back. I know. But but he—but I, I would it, the Lackawanna guys are amazing to me because they don't, yeah, you know, they don't go before they're ready. They, they 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 stick around and they and they leave on their on their terms. You know when when it's good for the program. And, and so I, I think he's really following the the Brisker blueprint from last year, where he came back when everybody thought he could get drafted, and still made plenty of strides last year. I think. And you know I, I I think it's very easy to compare those two guys, uh, Brisker and Brown, because of where they came from. But I think they're two very different players. And you know, I, I saw a lot of this year with, with Poindexter coaching him up. I, I thought Jair Brown made a lot of strides. Again, his second year in that system. But I would expect him to make a a big jump even next year. He's always around the ball. He plays with great instincts. And I think that only improves, you know, when you're coming back with that second full year playing all the time. I think he's going to be, and you could argue, maybe next year the leader of that defense.
0: Yeah, I think he's got to be one of the leaders of the defense. A pairing, and we'll see this in the bowl game. Keaton Ellis made the move from corner to safety when we finally got to November. What were you seeing in Keaton Ellis in that safety spot
1: comfort he he you know when when he the, the, the when he got out there early in the year, it looked like he was feeling his way through it and, and you know it's it, the old you know, Joe Paterno used to say yeah you know, when you're and every coach says it, I guess but he was the first whoever I heard it from. You know, once they're comfortable, you can play fast. Right? I didn't think Keaton Ellis was playing very fast last last year at the beginning of the year. And I think as as the more he got in there and the more he was used, the more noticeable it was that he was playing a lot faster at safety. And I, I think, yeah, to me it's tough. I don't. I don't. That's one thing that I I totally rely on coaches with, even after all these years watching football games. You know why? Why is this guy a safety and not a cornerback anymore? Right. But you started to see it a little bit with Ellis. He, he, he's he's a, he's a pretty good center fielder. He plays that that spot kind of like Brisker does. Uh, you know he, he he's got good instincts. He knows what he's he he knows the system very well. Uh, I, I think you need a guy like that at, at, at that position who's not going to make very many critical mistakes because that's a position that lends itself to mistakes. You can you can make the wrong decision and, and it's a big play. It's not a. It's not a little play. You, you're 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 letting up 40, 50 yards. And Brisker did early in his in his career, though he he went up a few too many of those. But mm-hmm. he didn't last. Yet. And I, I think Ellis will will kind of uh, slide into that to that role. And, and once he understands his responsibilities, which which I think he did, kind of at the midseason point, I thought he played a lot better. But you know they have some options there for next season. But uh, I, I think Ellis clearly is going to get the the first shot at it and and and, and soon.
0: Brandon Smith and Ellis Brooks have officially opted to uh, enter the NFL Draft. How interested are you now to see how the linebacking plays out?
1: Well, I think yeah, I think that's a that's a major story now. Uh, you know, it, 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 Ellis Brooks especially he played he played so steadily for the last mm-hmm. two seasons, and, yeah. I, and I think he's he's been a, he's been a really good middle linebacker for them. And the middle linebacker they, they don't lend themselves to a lot of hype or a lot of You know, a lot of the spotlight, but he 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 certainly played very well for the last two years. I thought, and you know, and you know, who's going to step in for him is going to be a a a major question. Yeah, I I I think there's a case you can move Luketa back, but I wouldn't do that because you're going to need Luketa at defensive end. You're going to need Luketa to do what he did. So. Yeah, I, I I think that it's going to be you know with with and I I think they they like him a lot. I've heard a lot of good things about him. I I think he'll probably step in and do a capable job, um and 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 get better as he learns. But yeah, that's that's a position I think everybody should be watching now because because you you know who knows they, they lose a lot of athleticism at the very least with Brandon Smith. I, I I think he had he had some really good moments and some some not so great moments. But you know I I think that they're going to have to to find a way to replace some athleticism at that level that, you know, now that he's out of there that the coaches did have to worry about on the, on the opposing sideline.
0: Uh, I assume that uh, when Manny Diaz had his presser the other day that you were a part of it, uh, what were your takeaways from it?
1: Yeah, I thought he was slick. Not, not in a bad way. I, you know, I, I thought that was a, that was a very interesting press conference from him. He spoke like a a, a head coach, which he was 20 days. <laughs> it makes sense, but he's a very, very confident guy. I, mean, I, I talked to Jair that day, and he, he said, you know, he was—he you know, walked into our team meeting and you know, kind of had the hand in the pocket and the chest puffed out and the hair slicked back, and came in there and you know, it was intimidating to those guys to, to see to see that kind of attitude coming out of the. The new defensive coordinator, the guy who's just walking in, it, it kind of reminded me like that kind of Pat Riley vibe from the <laughs> from the Lakers days, where it's you know it's his show now, and he's gonna he, he's gonna take him to to another level, and he's he's confident he can do it, and he knows his system works, and you know, you're either you're either on board or you're not, and but you know he he really articulated it very well. I I, I thought when he got the Temple question second. In um, that press conference and answered it as completely and honestly and, and as thoroughly as he did. I thought that kind of set the tone for that whole press conference, and maybe maybe even set the tone for his whole tenure here if, if it's successful. Because I, I think he won over a lot of people that day. I, there's you know there's this whole stigma I think still with he was the Miami coach and it's different at Miami, but I'm not sure how different it is at Miami than it is everywhere else now with with personalities and. And, and the way social media is, and 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 how popular all these guys are. So I, I I think Penn State really number one could use an old head coach, an old Power Five head coach on the staff. I think that's going to help them. And, and, and number two, I think they need that attitude. Hey, I, I I think they need that swagger going into a season that's going to be a, a season of change a little bit for them on the defensive side of the ball. So I I think he's I'm, I'm I don't know I, you know maybe he sold me, but I I think he he's a guy who could who can affect some positive change really quickly and I wasn't sh- sure maybe at the beginning that that, that was a guarantee but I, I think now you know that's, that's a pretty solid bet
0: it's interesting because uh, I've loosely talked about this with Micah Shrewsbury about that move from one chair and now you're sitting in that chair it's only one chair over but it's not the same chair uh, James Franklin now has somebody else on the staff that has been a head coach in Power Five. How important is it that now he can talk to somebody that has sat in that chair?
1: I, I think it's it's vital. I, I think to have somebody to, to throw ideas off of, and not, not that he didn't. I mean, he, he probably threw ideas off of Brent and got sure. good feedback. And 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 Brent has been a Brent's been a head coach, quality coach no for doubt. for a while now. No doubt. So, so I, I I don't know that that he didn't have that guy, but that now for sure have that kind of guy. And it, it, you know, it, it, it's this is not foreign at Penn State. You know, Ted Roof was a was a head coach at Duke, right? And uh and you know and, and Galen Hall was was a head coach. So so I mean they've had assistants, mm-hmm. they've had coordinators who yep. who who've been head coaches, but but I, I think it's a little different in this case where you're a where you're a program that's at the one yard line. And you want to get over that that, that goal line to be a to, you know, to, to be a, a perennial contender and a, and a really strong force. I think you need that voice. I think you need the guy who's who's been at that level and 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 can say, hey, here's how here's how we you know, we looked at it when we played Clemson. Here's how you know we we did it when we played in the Sun Bowl. You know, it, I, I, here's how we recruited. Here's 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 how we wanted to build. Here's how here's how we took the defense from a B-plus defense to, a, to an A defense at Miami in my first year. I, I, I think that he's a guy who can, who can bring that. Now, now you know, I, I know everybody, loved, you know, the Ohio State hire when they got Jim Knowles, but he doesn't have that kind of experience as, as, as a head coach. I think, right. I think Manny, that makes Manny a little bit of a home run hire for Kent State, potentially, because mm-hmm. he does have that, that voice. And, 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 and just talking to him, I, you know, I, I, I think he will not be afraid to use that voice.
0: Is the bowl game the last game at twenty one or the first one at twenty two?
1: First one in twenty two. I mean, unless you're playing for the for the championship, right. a, I've always thought that it's always the the first one in twenty two. And it, it, and and look, I, I I I don't go way back with Penn State football. I but but I remember in the early nineties when they played in the Citrus Bowl against Tennessee and whipped them, yep. and that set up the whole. That was to me that was the first game in nineteen ninety four yep. because that's when you realize, hey, they're they're going to. They're going to be a force next year, so I, I do think it sets a tone. I, and, and I think, I think, it, I think the Cotton Bowl would have set a tone in 2020. I if agree. Were in, in a different world, yeah. I, I think, I think the Cotton Bowl would have been that for the 2020 season when yep. they start, you know, when they were a top ten team. So, so I, I just, I, I think you haven't seen it lately, and, and fans in, in recent years haven't had that kind of a haven't haven't having that kind of an experience with it. But yeah, I, I think potentially for, for next season is a, is, is a major, major game, I mean, especially when you consider they're going to be breaking in a couple of linebackers mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and Ellis and, and then a lot of guys sitting in on defense who are going to have to play next year right? and and maybe didn't necessarily play this year. I, I think this is definitely a, a really good experience heading into 2022.
0: Donnie, always a pleasure. Happy holidays to you and uh, your great family and appreciate you very much.
1: Same to you guys, Steve. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Donnie Collins, Scranton Times-Tribune.